Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. We have so much news to cover today, so let's take a look at what we're going to be talking about on today's episode. Alberta says the Crown shouldn't prosecute firearms owners who purchase their guns legally. We're going to dive into the details on that one. The province launched a public task force to respond to addiction, homelessness, and public safety in Edmonton. Canadian hunters are safe for at least six more weeks. And finally, the United Conservative Party say a vote for NDP leader Rachel Notley is a vote for Justin Trudeau. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. This first story is arguably the biggest in Alberta politics this week. The Alberta government is recommending that Crown Prosecutor don't press charges against firearms owners who purchase their guns legally before Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's order in council in May 2020. A news release from the province on Thursday said Alberta is taking back constitutional jurisdiction for handling charges under the Firearms Act. And Alberta's Crown prosecutors will now determine whether or not to pursue charges. The release reads, quote, While respecting operational independence on individual cases, the new protocol issued by the Attorney General provides prosecutors with guidance on how to evaluate the public interest when determining whether or not to pursue charges. The province's new protocol says it's not in the public interest to proceed with prosecuting a charge of possession of a banned firearm when, one, the accused lawfully obtained the firearm or prohibited device prior to May 1, 2020, two, the firearm or prohibited device was reclassified as prohibited on May 1, 2020, and three, when the accused has not been charged with any other offense related to the possession or use of that firearm. You guys are likely familiar with some of these details by now. In May, Trudeau announced that he was banning more than 1,500 models of firearms, including guns explicitly used by sports shooters, hunters, and farmers. The government put an amnesty in place until October 2023. But when that amnesty expires, Albertans who still possess their legally acquired property could face jail time under the criminal code. Alberta Justice Minister and Attorney General Tyler Shandro says Albertans should not automatically be considered criminals because of a weapon they purchased legally. Quote, this new protocol for prosecutors will help prevent otherwise law-abiding individuals from facing criminal charges and potential time in jail. At the same time, Law enforcement and prosecution resources can be prioritized for actual violent and repeat offenders, while not further clogging our already busy courts. Moving into our next story here, the United Conservative Party say NDP leader Rachel Notley's comments calling on Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to quell the Alberta Sovereignty Act were no slip of the tongue. Earlier this month, the UCP demanded an apology from Notley after she said Trudeau should squash the Sovereignty Act legislation. Notley said, quote, I think if they revoke the act, that would be the right thing to do, she said in response to a question about whether Prime Minister Justin Trudeau should revoke the bill. NDP spokesperson Benjamin Aldrich immediately walked back those comments. He said Notley was referring to the provincial government. Aldrich told the CBC, quote, To be clear, the Alberta NDP is calling for the provincial government to revoke Bill 1, but we are not calling for the federal government to disallow it. But Alberta's chief government whip, Brad Rutherford, said Notley's comments were no slip of the tongue. Quote, 
Rachel Notley clearly called on Justin Trudeau to revoke an Alberta law and override the will of Alberta's democratically elected legislature. Ms. Notley didn't even bother proposing any amendments to the bill she wants Justin Trudeau to revoke. Albertans deserve better than this from the opposition NDP, who have a duty to contribute to the legislative process. Ultimately, all MLAs in the Alberta legislature are there to serve Albertans, not Justin Trudeau. The NDP might want to remind themselves of that. Moving into our next story here, you guys probably remember some of these details from a couple of weeks ago. The city of Edmonton won't say by which form racist comments were made against Edmonton Mayor Amarit Sohi. Sohi said he received racist attacks in response to the city's joint decision with the Edmonton Downtown Business Association not to install a Christmas tree this year at the association's annual holiday light-up event. In response to a query from True North, a city spokesperson said, quote, I am unable to confirm whether the mayor received messages by phone, email, mail, or social media. Now, the Edmonton Downtown Business Association also said it was the subject of racist remarks. The association's executive director, Panita McBrien, told me that she received a combination of racist, xenophobic, and some just outright nasty, foul, and aggressive language. She said such comments were left on the organization's social media accounts, voicemails, email, and comments under media articles explaining the decision not to have a Christmas tree this year. She also pointed to one letter to the editor published in the Edmonton Sun, which appears to have been deleted. The letter says the Edmonton Downtown Business Association should have adopted Canada, quote, as is, not with a dream of making it what you chose to leave, or perhaps you shouldn't have left your home country. Another letter published in the Edmonton Sun shamed the mayor for canceling the tree. Quote, then to make matters even worse, he says that people who don't agree with him are racist because they are upset. Once again, shame on you, Mayor. As I've previously told you guys, the Edmonton Downtown Business Association decided not to have a Christmas tree at its annual holiday event this year for the first time since 1999. And the city of Edmonton said it wouldn't step in to provide a tree, setting the environmental impact of cutting down and transporting a mature natural tree. Moving into our next story here, I have a feeling some of you are going to be a little bit excited about this. Canadian hunters are safe for at least six more weeks. At least that's what one Conservative MP told me when the House of Commons rose for Christmas break this week, pausing the Public Safety Committee study on Bill C-21. Now, we have talked about this a couple times. I'm sure you guys are somewhat familiar with the details by now. During clause-by-clause consideration of Bill C-21, a couple of weeks ago, the Liberals introduced an amendment to ban hundreds more models of semi-automatic shotguns and rifles including those primarily used by hunters, farmers, and sport shooters. Considering the outcry over the legislation, a Bloc Quebecois MP on the committee put forward a motion on Tuesday, suggesting that the committee hear from more witnesses about the specific amendment. The Bloc Quebecois MP, Christina Michaud, suggested two more meetings to hear from witnesses. But it's safe to say that Conservative public safety critic Raquel Dancho was less than impressed by this suggestion. Take listen to her remarks now. What's really frustrating for us as Conservatives is this work should have been done by the Liberal government and their vast resources. But now the committee, as you know, Mr. Chair, this is now our fourth week talking about this. We're going to have to go back, sort of flip-flop through this backwards in this committee process because they didn't do their homework. And now they're sort of turning it around and saying, well, okay, we'll do it in two meetings. So we have two meetings. We barely scratched the surface of the people that are impacted by this ban. Again, the largest uh, hunting rifle ban in Canadian history here. Uh, We barely scratched the surface. For people who don't know, two meetings, as you know, Mr. Chair, is about 12 witnesses. 12 witnesses. 12 witnesses. I don't think that that's nearly enough. So we just feel that any suggestion that two meetings is adequate uh, is, I'm going to say it, I do feel that it's offensive to the people that are going to be impacted by this. It does not give them the dignity of having a seat at the table. Because the House has now risen for Christmas break, 
the committee won't get back to this amendment for another six weeks. So you guys are safe with your guns for a little while longer at least. Okay guys, moving into the controversy of the week. Common Sense Calgary is calling a City of Calgary proposal to limit election signs ridiculous and self-serving. Ahead of a provincial general election this spring, Calgary City Council wants to limit election signs. According to a motion before the city's executive committee, signs are placed temporarily for the purpose of elections, and sign proliferation creates visual clutter and unsafe distractions along highways. The motion says the majority of temporary election signs are made from single-use corrugated plastic. Quote, Corrugated plastic signs are not accepted for recycling through City of Calgary facilities, thereby generating high-volume landfill waste. Council has declared a climate emergency and has adopted a single-use item reduction strategy. But Christy Kohler, executive director of the Citizens Advocacy Group Common Sense Calgary, says candidates in municipal elections rely on name recognition in the absence of political parties. Quote, Incumbents as sitting councillors have huge amounts of taxpayers' funding to help elevate their profile and name recognition. For many challengers, their privately funded signage is their only chance to compete. This is an entirely self-serving proposition that will favour incumbent councillors during the next election and should be dropped. Okay guys, what we're watching in the weeks to come. The Alberta government has launched a public task force to respond to issues of public safety, homelessness and addiction in the city of Edmonton. The government says the Edmonton Public Safety and Community Response Task Force will be funded by an $187 million commitment as a response to a city that's been hit especially hard. Here's Mental Health and Addictions Minister Nicholas Milliken explaining what the task force will do. Today, we are establishing the Edmonton Public Safety and Community Response Task Force to improve public safety and tackle social issues. Meanwhile, Edmonton's police chief, Dale McPhee, has been very supportive of the government's move. Take listen to his remarks. I think uh, this task force, certainly as somebody that's been on the Mental Health and Addictions Task Force, the Human Trafficking Task Force, and the Minimum Standards and Homeless, this needs leadership, and leadership needs political will. <laughs> the fact that we have uh, open-air drug use everywhere, in front of the mall, uh, that's not acceptable. But what's also not acceptable is somebody with an addiction isn't going to go straight to the justice system because that's not the answer for some of these folks. But there's also a disproportionate number of the criminal element that are influencing and preying on these people. So what you see here now is leadership, real leadership to say this is enough. To me, that's encouraging. Because not only does it take the enforcement arm in relation to it, but it also needs the resources of where to take people. And you need to give people options. And you need to have some accountability to those options. And that accountability doesn't have to be the justice system. So that's what we're hoping will happen quickly. And I think at the end of the day, we also have to work towards zero tolerance for open-air drug use, but not by using the justice system as the hammer, but using as a multidiscipline approach. I've been around a long time. This is the first time that I've seen the right ministers take the right approach, in my opinion, to actually drive change. And we need that public will to say, you know, we got to try something different because every time I turn around, there's another approach that's not an evidence-based approach. And unfortunately, there's a lot of good people working in this space. What I see here is bringing coordination to something new that we don't have and using all those resources, as you see many of them here right now, to say, we're going to tackle this differently. And finally, ending our show on a lighter note, as always. The United Conservative Party say a vote for NDP leader Rachel Notley is a vote for Trudeau. UCP MLA Rebecca Schultz has the breakdown. A vote for Rachel Notley is a vote for Justin Trudeau. And let me explain why. Federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh is Rachel Notley's boss. 
Now, the NDP is a unique political party. For conservatives and liberals, provincial and federal parties are separate. That is not the case for the NDP. In the NDP, it's all one big happy family. So if you're a member of the federal NDP, you become a member of the provincial NDP and vice versa. So if the NDP was a company, Jagmeet Singh would be the president and CEO, which makes Rachel Notley kind of like a regional manager. I'm pretty good on politics. Schultz goes on to remind voters that federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh opposes oil and gas mining and modern agriculture, while Trudeau wants to phase out the oil sands. Now, I'd love to tell you what the Alberta NDP think about this video, but unfortunately, they don't respond to media requests from True North. Okay, guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you support independent media, you can visit us over at donate.tnc.news. I'd also like to let you guys know that there won't be an episode next week, Saturday, as it is December 24th, Christmas Eve. So I hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas and I will see you in two weeks time. Thanks so much. Have a great week and God bless.